How's it going? It is April Fool's Day, and it is 2020. We are all still in the grips of this global pandemic, and uh, obviously it's affecting different people in different ways. Um, I just got done going for a two-mile walk here in glorious southern New Mexico. The weather is just absolutely beautiful. Usually I just take a walk and I ne- I can't say never now because I just broke this rule, but I will not use uh, earphones or anything like that. I don't want to listen to podcasts or music. This is a, a time for me just to let my mind roam free. And uh, it's a really great, um, it's a meditation. It's not, not really a walking meditation per se where... Uh, I'm intentionally focusing on X, Y, and Z. This is just, all bets are off. Just let my mind wander, let my intentions kind of reveal themselves. And it's an awesome reset um, to do. Uh, And I used to do this all the time, the various places I lived. One of my most creative times ever was uh, the eight years I lived in Carborough, North Carolina, and I would walk from Carborough to Chapel Hill, the two towns were connected. And I might grab, you know, a cup of coffee or get a slice of pizza. Man, I really miss that town. Come on, Carborough, let's make some noise. If it's locally owned, it's Carborough. Organically grown, it's Carborough. Your heart will warm, it's Carborough. Got that hometown charm, it's Carborough. Raleigh and Durham and Fayetteville. If it ain't Carborough, it ain't worth my skill. Um, and I would just walk and let my mind just kind of wander around and and sometimes I would have a notepad or even a song idea recorder because different ideas would come to me in that state where my mind was free and unfortunately I don't have as much time to do that now Um, in general I mean now meaning this era where I'm in New Mexico and working full-time and and so forth. Uh, but this specific uh, COVID-19 pandemic, we're all at home era, is slightly different. So I've got a lot more time to do some of those things. And um, so, yeah, this this going out for a walk has been a tremendous boon to my creativity. But today I made an exception because the mighty Dan Carlin, some of you might be familiar with Dan's Hardcore History podcast, which is amazing. But he also has a political podcast where he sort of pontificates from his quote-unquote Martian perspective. This is a, as nonpartisan a human as you can get. He, the pen is mightier than the sword. You can't kill ideas that way. So we're going to have to live together, not just with the two sides of the spectrum that we talk about all the time, but all of the multipolar sides of the spectrum we never talk about. And you start with the bigger ones like the libertarians and the greens, and then eventually you're into like micro parties, but they're all out there. And we're all part of this. We're all in this together. We're all operating in, in this environment. We're all in this pool. Some people pee in the pool and it's only four of you. The rest of us are all affected too, right? 
and I loved this this podcast called Common Sense. But Dan has not um, posted an episode of Common Sense in two years or more than two years. And he finally just did today, which uh, was such an event that I made an exception and I, I put the earbuds in and I listened to this Common Sense episode as I walked through town. And it was inspiring. Um, Dan... Uh, he said during this episode that he's recorded about 35 episodes of Common Sense and he just throws them all out afterwards because they don't meet his his standards and his um, mythical podcast producer, Ben, apparently was, was against that and fine, you know, with every single version he's done and thrown away and finally convinced him this time to, to put it out there. And, um, yeah, so it was just great to hear Dan's perspective. Now, in general, his general vibe is, like I said, very nonpartisan, and he sees a lot of the the troubles of today through this lens of um, how each American has found themselves in one silo or another, and we've really demonized people that we see as the other uh, on the political spectrum. And I see this all the time, too, in my... Um, just looking through social media, I see so many of my friends, which would be the vast majority of my friends are on the left, and the way they've reacted to the Trump presidency and just the general vibe that, uh, you know, half the country are a bunch of idiots. And then I do have a few conservative friends also in the social media feeds that think very much the same way. And it has been kind of, uh, kind of distressing to see the degree to which people live in totally different worlds. Um, so yeah, so so humans in general these days, they don't even seem to be living in a shared mental reality. And it is distressing to observe it uh, to the degree to which this is true. And um, a time like this, and, and Dan made the point during his podcast, kind of and I hope this is true, can expose the ridiculousness that we've, many of us have taken this, this polarization. Because I don't know about you, but, you know, I live in a, on a cul-de-sac in a sub suburbia. And I know just from seeing signs in people's yards when elections come around that there are many, many people that live in my immediate vicinity that are uh, Trump supporters and conservative Republicans and so forth. And suddenly that doesn't really seem to matter. You know, we're all out going for walks and we're all struggling to find toilet paper and, and, uh, make sense of what's going on here. And you, and you get that sense that that nine twelve effect, many people remarked on that sort of right after nine 11, where people came together and, and nobody really cared about trivial differences. So uh, like Dan Carlin, I'm really hoping that this um, whole crisis has a silver lining and that what's important, uh, what's truly important will be emphasized and some of the silly partisanship um, will be put into the background where it, it should be. And it, it, hopefully it could be a a good time for a, a national reset 
in some ways. Although I also see the opposite trend where everybody and their uncle uh, Andy wants to use this moment to advance an agenda. Um, And uh, I think that's kind of going to be the other side of the coin where the various factions are going to dig in even deeper, perhaps. But there's that, what Dan calls that silent majority, which I really think is true. There's the vast majority of Americans and human beings do not lie on um, these ends of the spectrum that are highly amplified in the media. The reason why far left, uh, super woke progressive perspectives and uh, far right uh, Trumpian perspectives are so amplified in the media is because that amplification increases engagement. And you just see it all the time if you just observe or try to observe as objectively as you can on social media, that what's what's going to get the most engagement, the most outrage is going to be the stories that push people's buttons. And that's, so that's just selected for. And then to the, it's to the point now where that's all there is. And it's just these um, media outlets struggling and competing for eyeballs and attention. And I, I think... Uh, I hope that consumers of this media get that wise up a bit and understand sort of what's happening and what it's doing to our minds. Um, anyway, so that was my my walk just now, and something that that is sad or interesting. I'm sitting in my in my studio slash office in front of my computer right now, and to reflect when I'm going to sit down and record a podcast, I'm. I usually think, well, what have I been, what have I been thinking about? What have I been up to since the last one? And I know I just published one, but since I'm home, I'm trying to get more into the habit of recording more often. Um, I used to just have interesting anecdotes that happened from being at work because that was the thing that I was doing most of the day was engaging with these uh, 400 or so elementary school students and those would be the most interesting experiences that I would have. But now I'm, I'm home, and other than going for walks, uh, I am ingesting a lot a lot more media than, than usual. So as I'm sitting here reflecting, where has my mind been? To a larger extent than ever before, all I have to do is look at my YouTube history, or I can look at... Um, my Twitter account and other things I've retweeted or commented on. So um, that's kind of a sad thing, but uh, I don't know if it could be embarrassing or uh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look right now. So if I just sort of look at my Twitter account, what I've engaged with. This is an honest assessment of where my mind has been for large portions of the day, um, given that I'm I'm overly indulging in my screen time. It looks like uh, I saw a little video of a bear picking up a cone that was tipped over. Um, So again, it's incredibly trivial. I was stoked that uh, Dan Carlin released a Common Sense episode. I retweeted something that was taking a jab at uh, super left woke culture, which I tend to do. I'm definitely a contrarian when it comes to 
very generally left-leaning people. Um, I don't, I don't even believe in the whole, that whole spectrum or polarity doesn't make sense to me. And, uh, there's a video of, uh, two dogs eating food out of a bowl and a sports commentator commenting over the top of it. And then various little videos that I put out and, um, that's just Twitter. So that's, that's how absolutely nonsensical the world of nonsense my, my brain has been in. As far as my YouTube history, this is the embarrassing part. I often even delete this because I'm so embarrassed. But um, I don't know if anyone here has seen the this little six-year-old Chinese girl that goes by Mumu, I think. M-I-U, M-I-U. And she has a bunch of videos of her playing guitar and singing. And when I first saw this appear, of course, I just scrolled over thinking... I'm not going to be one of those losers that watches these stupid little video memes. And then somehow uh, I clicked on it at one point and I was just bowled over by this child. Like, if you're six, by definition, you couldn't possibly have been playing guitar for even six years because you would have been an infant. So you think maximum this kid started at, you know, three or four. And yet she's a hundred times better than me. Um, and I've been playing for like 20 years. So it's just, it's mind-boggling what, and I, I'm sure she's an outlier and that there's no way that the typical uh, six-year-old girl in her town can do this kind of stuff. But when you get a sense of what's possible uh, for a child to do, um, it just makes you question your assumptions as to just human potential in general. I mean, I work with six-year-olds all the time, and of course there's a wide range of ability and talent um, and, and just luck as far as genes and who your parents are and what your opportunities are. And this kid, obviously, I mean, I don't know anything about her, but she probably has a music teacher who's a parent. And uh, there's a different cultural thing maybe of expecting more out of your kids and pushing them harder. I'm not really sure about that either. But um, yeah, it's, it's just incredible to me what's actually possible. I mean, if I had a six-year-old child, I would expect them to just be learning how to, you know, not eat the boogers they've just picked out of their nose. And this kid is uh, very clearly enjoying the fruits of all her practice. But yeah, it's just amazing. So I had so many excuses uh, about why I'm limited in my own guitar playing. And a lot of it is uh, I kind of have short, stubby fingers for an adult man. And, uh, my guitar fretting hand is my left hand, and uh, 
my little finger, my pinky, is it hooks inward in an unnatural way, even compared to my right hand, and makes it so I can hardly fret anything with the pinky. I have to use the outside of my pinky to even hit the fret. I said, well, you know, because of my little short stubby fingers and lack of reach, I'll never be awesome like some of my friends or Jimi Hendrix or something of these long fingers. And here's this uh, little kid with <laughs> six-year-old fingers. And of course, she uses a smaller guitar when she's playing acoustic, but in one video, she's playing on a full size like Fender Stratocaster and just doing shit that I can only dream of doing so. Um, so a lot of, I just was, went to this rabbit hole and watched a ton of of her and definitely found some inspiration. Uh, let's see a little Joe Biden video. And I watched that because I've been concerned about some of the, some people are mentioning that he seems very, uh, dotty and like dementia is setting in. And I have to admit, I'm seeing the same thing and it's terrifying that after all this time, this guy is, is who, uh, the Democrats are putting up against Trump. Um, I know maybe things will change between now and the election, but it just, our system is just, is just so fucked up that, that this could even be the choice. Um, a bunch of, uh, I'm going through my, my history here and uh, a bunch of instructional videos on how to, how to do various um, screen recordings for some projects that I'm looking into and, just a ton of technology videos looking at how to, you know, different microphone reviews and things like that. Um, and also review videos because I'm preparing to take a counseling exam. I think, unless it's going to be canceled because of this whole COVID-19 thing. And I've been doing a lot of that via YouTube and then tons of musical stuff I had mentioned in the last podcast, discovering these John Lennon tunes that uh, that I had never heard before and I'm blown blown away with so this is uh, I don't even know why I'm doing this but it's just something is slightly sad and scary about uh, when you're reflecting on where your mind has been finding the some answers to that reflection by looking into your uh, YouTube and social media history is, is pretty sad, so. Stop. I